podcast where we talk about things with one super special guest every week. Just sit back, relax, and hear us speak on This Is Happening, the podcast. Hello, welcome to This Is Happening. This is Nathan Streifel. And Eric Morris. And today we are here with the sexy, talented, fine artist, visual medium type thing. Uh, His name is Austin DeLugo. Hey, Austin. Thanks for joining (laughs) us. Hi. Thanks for having me. (laughs) We will try to paint a picture of your work with words, because this is not a visual medium, but... um, No, it's not, but... But maybe you can... Let's... let's, um, Where can people see your work (laughs) online? What's your... Do you have a website? My... uh, I have everything on Instagram. I just do it all through there. I tried having a website for a while. It did not go well because I'm not tech savvy enough. But That's why those links didn't work. Yes. Instagram. But I, did, so I saw your stuff on Instagram. Yeah. yeah. So, so what's your Instagram? At Austin Shambles. A-U-S-T-Y-N Shambles. S-H-A-M-B-L-E-S. Yes. Cool. So maybe our listeners will, you can log into Instagram yeah, right go now. Go straight we, there. You can do it simultaneously. Yeah, As you listen, you can <laughs> look at the wonderful work of Austin Toluco. Yes. There you go. <laughs> Perfect. Um, Spanish last name? Mm-hmm. Spanish. Puerto Rican. Puerto Rican, that's right. Oh, Puerto Rican. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right, so let's start at the beginning. Where are you from, <laughs> Austin? Uh, born and raised in Orange County. So, oh, yeah. yeah just so you're there. a native. Okay. Yeah. Very close, yeah. very close. Um, and then uh, lived in Florida for a couple of years, and then back to Orange County, and then Chicago for undergrad, and then Los Angeles for the past... Three years. Did you come here to go to grad school? Yeah, I came back for grad school. Okay. Yeah, I went to Otis. Yes. And does all of the family that you grew up with live in Orange County still? Or no, Florida? Um, well, my, uh, so like my, uh, the extended family all li- that I grew up with close to me all live still in Orange County. And then my parents and my brother live in Georgia now. Oh, Georgia. Yeah. Where I have never back? lived. I go, I go visit them, but yeah. <laughs> Do you ever go back, back as if you've ever? Been? <laughs> <laughs> well, people are always asking, like you know, they hear my parents live there, and then they're like, "Oh, so you're from Georgia?" I'm like, "Absolutely not. No, yeah, no yeah, offense yeah, to Georgians, yeah, yeah. but <laughs> uh, all those all our Georgia fans. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fans, just yeah. Um, um, more oranges, less peaches. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you finished at Otis like recently mm-hmm. in la- last yeah. year. Yeah, last, yeah. last May. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it was my graduation. Um, yeah. Did you go to undergrad for art? Mm -hmm. I went to undergrad in Chicago at the, um, American Academy of Art. Okay, cool. Were you into art, like, growing up and stuff? Was it, like, always kind of an art track for you? Yeah. Um, well, like, my mom has always taken art classes, and I was always involved in them. Uh, and then I didn't really see it as a career until Mm -hmm. later. Uh, I always wanted to go into politics, and then... Totally. Which, um... <laughs> Not temperamentally <laughs> cut out for that, but... Yeah, 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 for sure. But, I mean, you still kind of are in politics in your art. Yeah, so, like, yeah. It's very yeah, your work is very line. political. Mm-hmm. A, lot, a lot of your recent work I saw, especially, like, you did some things that... I don't know if they were titled or they were meant to come out around International Women's Day mm-hmm. and other stuff with, like, the images of Hillary Clinton. Yeah. Um, and other political work, which mm-hmm. I thought was really, you know, provocative and mm-hmm. interesting. Um... So your mom, um, she's always done art. What does she, what do your parents do? Um, my dad is, uh, he was in the hotel industry for like 20 years. Oh, okay. Now he works, um, as a consultant to a few businesses in the Caribbean. Oh, cool. Yeah. Have you ever been to the Caribbean? 
Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Puerto Rico, Puerto yeah. Rican is that yeah. kind of a my um. Uh, both parents are Caribbean. My dad's Virgin Islander, but the okay. Spanish kind of on both sides. Yeah, totally. Yeah, nice. <laughs> so a lot of Virgin Islands in Puerto Rico. I actually haven't been to Puerto Rico in a long time, but the Virgin Islands every couple of years. I hope Puerto Rico is. Doing and can okay. you trace your you know ancestry back to Spain? Mm-hmm. To Ponce de Leon. Actually, oh, my last name was Oh, really? That sounds direct. Yeah. I'm also half Hispanic in me, Castilian. Oh, yeah. Which back to that region, but. Where did that branch of the De Leons, did they settle in the Caribbean? Yeah, yeah, in Puerto Rico. okay. It's been like pretty much like my grandmother moved from Puerto Rico in the, I don't know, like, 50s, I think. Okay. Um, but up until then, it was all Puerto Rico. Do you have any family in Spain? Uh, not that I know of. No, because they left. Yeah. With yes. Yeah. So, yeah. your mom, your mom <laughs> was De Leon, so your dad is De Lugo. Mm-hmm. So is De Lugo um, a place in Spain? Uh, Lugo is. A uh, Lugo, yeah. Yeah, okay. which is actually close to Leon. They're oh, like funny. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe your parents are long lost. So. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. centuries, yeah. centuries ago. I think it's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You turned out all right. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, you, don't, you don't look, you know, inbred. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> not that there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> <laughs> about, you know, alienating, uh, alienating our, our inbred listeners. Yeah, I don't want to alienate. Yeah. <laughs> Let's not. Let's not. <laughs> um, so, okay. So, you graduated with your master's mm-hmm. in May of last year. So, are now, are now you just pursuing art full-time and you're just, you're an artist and that's your vocation? Mm-hmm. I am. Um, I'm teaching now, too. Oh, great. Um, but, uh, like, right after grad school, I went to Mexico City and I was the artist in residence at the Sebastian Foundation in Mexico City. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, wow, I saw that. that. So, so they, that was, cool. that's, was that like a grant that you applied for? Uh, they take um, like two Otis students every year, and then they put you up with a house and a studio, and you make work and then have a show. Wow. For, so so how long post, were you in Mexico City? Mm-hmm. Post-graduation. Yeah. Wow, cool. I was there for one month. The month of July. Amazing. Yeah, it was fabulous. That seems really prestigious. Yeah, it was I, great. I saw that. I didn't. I didn't know the details of it. Yeah. So the show that you do there is it work that's created entirely while you're there for the month. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's cool. Yeah. So it's kind of like a fast, kind of presentational thing. Yeah. Some, some of your pieces. <laughs> didn't you have? Don't you have like a a fabric piece that took like. Yes, and that hours. was actually done in Mexico City. That was oh part wow, of it. that yeah. was part of it. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, I've gotten better. Those um, so I like kind of made this. I want to say transition, but I've started working more heavily in textiles in mm-hmm. Mexico. Mm-hmm. At the time, I didn't know how to sew, so everything was um, hand stitched with these like whatever cross stitch I could right, figure totally. out. Yeah. Um, I've since learned how to use a sewing machine, so they're going much faster. Now. Oh, good, 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 good. <laughs> See, that's very. But that's a medium you decide you kind of explored when mm-hmm. you were first there. Yeah, in like because in grad school I was really focusing on collage, and mm-hmm. then. Um, I started looking at images of quilts from, um, like, the AIDS quilts. And I was thinking about, like, quilting as collage, like, piecing together pieces of fabric and fragmentation. Sure. um, What's the AIDS quilts? I'm not really familiar with that. Well, but, you know, uh, there was a... 
I don't know what organization did it, but they decided at one point to bring, during the Reagan administration, I think it was in the 80s, mm-hmm. um, to bring attention to the AIDS crisis. Mm-hmm. They brought a quilt, and each square of it represented someone who had died of AIDS. And they oh, were, like, wow. massive, or, like, pretty... And they did it along yeah. the, at, at the Washington, um, you know, in the, in the mall, you right. know, between wow. the Washington Monument and the, the Lincoln Memorial. Yeah, totally. so everyone would make one big square that was, like, representative of someone That's they knew who died. Yeah, for sure. And it was just a big visual representation of, like, this is killing this many people and you're not yeah. doing anything about it. They you know? just did that with children's shoes in yes. front of the White I, yes. House for Today. all of the kids that died have died of gun um, shooting since right. Sandy Hook. Right. Kind of a similar representational mm-hmm. thing. Absolutely. Very powerful. Um, so that's what inspired the quilt? Yeah, I kind of... Um, like, at the beginning of Gratz, I was doing kind of these really didactic, like, trying to talk about queer history and mm-hmm. since then I got less interested in, like, teaching through art as, like, just kind of inserting the references in, like, or, like, being so, inspired by them, so. So, like, your earlier work was, like, oh, I want to teach you about some sort yeah. of, like, period of time or something. Yeah, so I would, like, take a figure from, um, like, a queer fi- figure, or I was actually doing, like, portraits of homophobes that were, like, kind of, I would glamorize them and camp them up. Oh, yeah, I've seen those. Yeah. Is it the, 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 I did, like, an Anita like, Bryant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sure. <laughs> that was my favorite one but the, it felt a little like too like I am the teacher and you're the learner and that felt uh, like a little authoritarian for, for me sure. for my work mm-hmm. and so I s- started to try to think of subtler ways to just let let the materials kind of do the work for me with inserting those references totally and you also make t-shirts I do yeah yeah so that was um, that was just like a like T Public is the website um, and they uh, a couple weeks ago contacted me and asked if I would make a store and they said that if I did they would promote it on all their social media I was like oh cool I could <laughs> use that yeah yeah why not it yeah. sounds like a perfectly <laughs> great little side yeah and I like the you... the images sorry no no go uh, ahead the, the images can then I like them living in different contexts so like I can show in a gallery in Mexico City and then like a house show here and then they're on a t-shirt I like that kind of they flow into different contexts. Right. So the Mexico City, um, the, the like the residency that you did mm-hmm. there for a month, was your work inspired by the surroundings? Did you, or did you go there with some ideas in mind about what you were going to do? I liked to, um, I, so I was very concerned about, uh, I wanted to be inspired by surroundings, but I didn't want to make work that like, too direct, it was like, I'm talking about Mexico as, like, a non-Mexican. So right. I Here I am in Mexico City, let me do a piece about you guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, let me sure. show all these, like, Mexican <laughs> people at my show, like, about your culture. Like, that seemed a little, uh, like, I didn't want to go there. So yeah. what I did was I just, um, as I was exploring and going to different places, I just picked up materials everywhere. And I was like, I'm going to use these materials oh, yeah. to talk about what totally. I would talk about anyway, but now it's, like, infused in there. In collage. Mm-hmm. And yeah. these are fabrics, generally. Yeah. So, so like... Things that you found yeah. anywhere? Yeah. So, like, the piece that you mentioned, the one that took forever, the big fabric one, um, I just did, like, it's uh, Misty Violet, the, like, drag queen that's always at um, uh, 
drag brunch at Mary's. Oh, yeah, yeah, And yeah. then, like, two images of my dog. But then in the, like, <laughs> in the Shout materials. Yes, yes. I thought it was Lady Gaga, or it looked like Lady Gaga. <laughs> it, it gets, like, I kind of like that, that people always think it's different people. So. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, but then in the fabrics, I kind of found, I used, like, an American flag that I found, and then mm-hmm. also um, this uh, fabric I got at Teotihuacan that's, like, the... Um, and it's all that like big Aztec like sundial thing. Yes. And so that's in there. And then I had a fabric that I brought with me that's um, Don Quixote. So it had like the American, the Spanish, like and the pre-Spanish all kind of For in the sure. materials that's with really these cool. kind of silly images. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And what was the reception like there? It was great. They um, so they did all the media for me. So they were because I I guess if you speak Spanish, they'll do they'll like invite you onto like the <laughs> Um, to do their interviews, oh, but right. um, they uh, her name is Gabrielle. Do you speak Spanish? No. What? I know. Oh, possibly I would be so sad. I know my mom is sad, <laughs> and my grandma's a Spanish teacher. Do you understand it at all, or did you learn it while you were there? I, I like I learned a little while I was there, For and sure. I like it's not so much that I understand anything as like there are certain words that I grew up hearing that I right, like didn't right, know the right, English right. word for. <laughs> oh, totally. But your mom nice. is partially to blame. I mean, she obviously didn't, I know. didn't like immerse you in it when you were growing up. I so, know. Like it was I up know. to you to learn it as an adult and yeah. you haven't done that. Yeah. So. I, I give her a lot of Yeah. About I that. mean, if she's a <laughs> she, she <laughs> could have been speaking to you. She could have yeah. drilled it in from day one. Mm-hmm. So your mom speaks Spanish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 For sure. But my dad doesn't. So I guess that's where it gets lost. Totally. It's kind of hard, uh, mm-hmm. especially, I don't know, growing up 20 years ago or however long ago, I feel like it wasn't as much of a thing to try to, like, make sure your kids were bilingual. Yeah. And now everybody's like, oh, God, make sure they're bilingual. Get them, get them all the languages that they can. Yeah, yeah. And I kind of, I don't, well, I'm learning Spanish now, mm-hmm. but I didn't really grow up with any other languages in the household, which I wish I would have, but... Yeah, C'est la vie. Me and too. I took French all through school. <laughs> I took French, too. That's I great. took French all through school, too, but I, I'm not fluent in it. Oh, not at all. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I have, a, like, a leg up if I go to France. Yes. You know, but I, I still, like, more in understanding it, not, I'm not terribly conversant. In yeah, it. same. I'll, like, click into it, and it's like, okay, I can get through what I'm doing, but yeah. I can't have a full conversation. <laughs> I thought I saw in one of your pieces, like, a... Underwear, um, do you use underwear? Yeah. Textile? Like, yeah. yeah. Oh my God, I was like, that's yeah. sexy. Yeah. Underwear. Because yeah. I saw the band. I saw yes. an underwear band on one of your textiles. Yeah, that's pieces. a more recent one that I did like a, a quilt kind of thing of Hillary Clinton and I lined it with the underwear bands around. <laughs> was it, I love like, that. do you show the logo of mm-hmm. like what? Oh, so what, what brand? Evolve. Evolve. Mm-hmm. Well, that makes sense. It mm-hmm. seems like very topical. Mm-hmm. I don't know Evolve underwear. <laughs> they do um, scandalous, and also not so scandalous men's. I don't know. I don't think they do women's wear. Yeah, yeah I think men's, it's just men's. Yeah, probably more gay oriented mm-hmm. underwear oh. line. I guess my knowledge stops at like Andrew Christian. I, I used some <laughs> Andrew Christian in a different piece, but that one was just the Evolve one. <laughs> cool. I don't think it's the most like. Famous, yeah. Thing. Well, no, but that's even better. Though. Yeah, kind of works. Yeah, 
Yeah. Yeah, but you can definitely tell that it's underwear bands, I think. <laughs> I haven't seen that, but that's cool. Yeah. I'll look out for it. <laughs> were they used underwear? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they yeah. were like my old underwear. Oh my god, that's so hot. Uh, like that's so hot. <laughs> <laughs> Give me that piece. Yeah, it sounds like I'm sure your fans would. Somebody will buy it. The market now for that. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. I call this old socks. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so where do you teach? Uh, I'm teaching at uh, a nonprofit in Pasadena called the Armory, uh, and they work in conjunction with the Pasadena Public Schools. Oh, cool. So it, kids come there, or we go into the schools. Is it like an after-school program for them if they're um, there? I've actually I've been teaching in the after-school program, but they do... So, like, um, California has, like, the in-the-state standards. You have to integrate art into other subject matters. Uh-huh. But teachers are not trained to do that, so they bring in teaching artists to work with the teachers. So, like, I actually haven't started doing this yet, but next week I'm going to be starting where it's working with science teachers to teach science with art. So is that like build the volcano type stuff? Uh, The one I'm doing is, um, it's like going out on like nature walks with them and then doing Oh, that's cool. And okay, so like gathering materials from the outside Mm -hmm. and then doing something with them. Yeah. You're like, now we're going to make Hillary Clinton's face out of leaves. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Wow. I wouldn't have thought that you would mix it with science. Like, I don't think, but do you also do it like with history? Not history, actually. They do, they have one program for math, one for uh, language arts, and two for science. Language and math. I would never, that would never occur to me. Something geometric, perhaps. I told them I don't want to teach the math one. So, (laughs) yeah, is it it like making like parallelograms or like, (laughs) yeah, I don't even know. They were like showing me some of it and I was like, because I like really can't even do basic math. And they were like, so this is how we would teach them fractions. And they were doing this like, I don't know, it was like a grouping thing with shapes and I was like oh so that's what fractions are I have no idea yeah (laughs) you're like I'm learning yeah yeah Yeah, but who wants to do that so is the curriculum pre-planned then like you come in and they're like okay you're gonna do this nature walk and this is what they need to learn Mm -hmm. and then you kind of provide an art element to it or um it's so there uh the woman who runs the armory has Mm -hmm. written all the curriculum for those courses Cool, cool. Yeah, the Armory has, like, several branches, so they have that, and then over the summer is, um, they do the studio courses that people can pay for their kids to come to the Armory and do courses. So those, we got to propose courses, which Mm -hmm. is fun, so... Do you do that as well? I'm gonna be doing it, so I'm gonna be teaching, the one that I'm really excited, I'm gonna be teaching three courses, I think, but the one that I'm really excited I'm gonna teach is, like, a creatures, monsters, robots class for, like, five- and six-year-olds. Oh, my God, I love that. (laughs) Maybe we have some people with kids listening. Yeah. They should sign up for your class. Yeah, (laughs) armoryarts.org. Armoryarts.org. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, that does sound really, really cool. I wish I had something like that when I was little. Did you ever watch um, Jim Henson's Creature Workshop? I actually proposed a class based on Jim Henson, Mm -hmm. and they didn't take it. But yes, I've seen every Jim Henson class. everything, but that the, it was only one season of that show, too. I know. I, why haven't they done another one? It, it was such a good show. Um, anyway, not this <laughs> podcast, but... But I did do a show when I was in grad school based on, um, like, with a friend of mine, we curated a show called The Muppet Show, mm-hmm. where we did, like, artwork that we felt represented Muppet values. <laughs> I we, like, wrote a Muppet that. manifesto. 
And we our like position was that Muppets are like anti-fascists, and um, <laughs> by like you they used absurdity in order to like break down patriarchal structures. And so, <laughs> oh, I love it. I can kind of see that. I wonder. <laughs> I wonder if like the Henson family, maybe they have like a foundation. Or they something. do. Do yeah. they? Yeah. You should be in touch with them about some of those <laughs> yeah. ideas. Yeah. About going to like into classes and teaching these things. Yeah, that would be amazing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we're putting that idea yeah. <laughs> out there here, but um, but yeah, I, I would mean, think that you would be a natural for that, and they would yeah. really. I would think that they would like be excited for someone to want to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Have you already started the teaching then? Are you doing it currently? Um, so what we so they have a fellowship program. So I was like one of the fellows this year. Is it through Otis did you get this or is this um, just a separate it's, thing? Uh, it's separate. They pick they do tend to pick an Otis student every year. Gotcha, yeah. Um, so there's kind of a collaboration that they yeah, have with them. Yeah, they're sure. they're close with the school. Totally. So um so what they do is they like the first semester you're um like observing and then they transition you into teaching and mm-hmm. then the second semester you teach in the field trip program and then they have oh, okay. you assisting in the other programs have you worked with kids before no <laughs> <laughs> totally my boyfriend has kids <laughs> oh cool yeah. nice but uh other than that no <laughs> it's scary at first i was a camp counselor and for five summers and i remember my first cabin of kids i was like <laughs> all these, yeah. How many leaves and you're just alone? Yeah, like, yeah. What do I do? What do I do with all of these little creatures uh, that are what attention and are really hyper? Yeah. What you, how old were you during those years you were doing that? Well, I actually started when I was in high school doing this program called Outdoor School, which we took sixth graders from our school district out to summer camp for one week. Or it was just a camp, an educational camp for one week, and we would teach them outdoor skills. And so I was a counselor for that for the first time I was 15. So it was pretty young, and it was like 11-year-olds, and I was only 15, and I had like a cabin of like eight kids. And... Um, did that for three years in high school, and then immediately when I was turned 18, the week after I graduated high school, I started working at a summer camp um, on an island off the coast of Seattle, the coast of Washington State. It was really cool. Pretty. Did it for the next five summers, yeah. 11-year-olds are a good age. They are, yeah. I like the middle schoolers because they're, like, old enough to get things, but still, like, young enough to not feel like... I don't know, too cool for school mm-hmm. sometimes. What age are you teaching? Mostly fifth grade. Um, and then which is how old? It's like, it's like nine, ten-year-olds, okay. which is perfect. Yeah, totally. The, the little ones, I'm still a little, like, they're still a little... They're just, like, so cute that you, it's hard to keep control of them because, like, I yeah, don't want to tell them not to do sure. anything because everything is adorable. <laughs> they're adorable for a minute. But I think, well, <laughs> fifth grade, though, I think they're very, I mean, they tend to be, like, a little less rebellious and yeah. kind of, like, conscientious. And yes. Yeah, not worried totally. about, like, not basic needs. Not hugely hard to, to, to. Yeah. They like, still want to please you. Corral. Like, they're, like, they're, like. Yes. They're, like, sure. try, oh, am I doing this right? And it's, like, yeah. You're great. Yeah. <laughs> totally. And it's totally. art. Yeah. So it probably is something they're like, oh, this is fun. Yeah, I'm like not trying to get them to do math or anything. Yeah. So. Well. <laughs> <laughs> and it's something that they electively are signing up for, right? Um, it's a requirement. In the, oh, so like for the, the field trip program, it's not. It's like that they... Gotcha. Because it's, it's integrated into Yeah, and then the, the... Yeah, like that stuff is all integrated. The after school gotcha. program I've been assisting in is... 
Uh, but in terms of like what else they might be doing in science class, it's probably yeah. Like, you're still like you're still like the like, fun oh, one coming. Yay, in. Yeah, yeah, it's way better. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. That's really fun. Bring back Austin. Bring <laughs> back Austin. <laughs> so, um, how do you get your work out there? Do you have you had some gallery shows? Are you represented by a gallery? I've been pretty lucky about people just kind of finding my work. So I um, I always need, like, to have something going in order to keep myself making work. So Totally. I, um, so I had the Mexico City thing, and then, um, I w- like, literally I was, like, in the airport, and I got, like, an a email from someone who had seen my show, one of my shows back here and asked me to do another show, like, be in their group show at... Uh, the New Right Gallery in UCLA. So then I did that. And then and then I've been working on, I don't know when it's going to happen yet, but uh, a show in the airport uh, in St. Thomas. Wow. Uh, that's Saint, awesome. St. Thomas Airport? Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. Isn't it great when somebody just reaches out out of the blue? And yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, I'll, like, you know, so, like, right now I'm having a show, like, out of my house because mm-hmm. we do that. Um, and... So that was, like, my thing. But then it's, like, every time I, like, I'll, like, set something for myself, someone else seems to come out and, like, ask me to do something in a couple months. And it always totally. keeps it going. Yeah. And you're putting yourself out there. <laughs> yeah. Which is part, yeah. Of the, part of the whole thing. If you don't show your art to the world, nobody is able to be able to say, look, I'm interested in it. Yeah. And yeah. you're always posting stuff on Instagram, even if they're not in gallery showings. Yeah. And doing drawings. Um... And doing house shows, you yeah, said. Yeah, Shows out of your house. Yeah, so it's four of us that live together, and we're all artists. And then we've been, uh, we've got this great house in Lamert Park, and we do, um, like, invite people to do shows out of there. And then I'm doing one, too. But So do you have, like, is there any sort of space, or is it, like, just put it up in the living room? So we had, we, the reason we started doing this is because we, we found this great craftsman, and it has, like, a huge detached garage that we're like, this is going to be our studio, but we oh, could also yeah. do shows out there. Totally. And so far, we've done four or five shows. None of them have been in there. They've all been in the main house. But <laughs> that was where it started from. For sure. But you did your creating work in mm-hmm. the in the, in the garage studio yes. or whatever yeah okay. so yeah you, you, you each have a little workspace in there well that was how it was supposed to be none of my roommates are using it right now just so you. yeah so i've just been using it okay yeah <laughs> that's Even fun better. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so how do you decide like how much to charge for your work that's always the question um i try to do just like how long did I work on it? What yeah. materials was I using? And try to like figure out some fair compensation for the amount of labor that went in. Yeah, totally. that always makes sense. Yeah, like, they, like if you value your time at mm-hmm. a certain amount of whatever, and then you, you know, say okay, well that's what this costs. Mm-hmm. Um, that seems to make sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crazy. I had an art. I have an artist friend, and she was like, "This piece is gonna be." however much $1,500 I was like oh my god and she was like well the frame was like $250 I was like that's a cheap frame too that's like not that expensive unless it's small I don't know how much it was frames are crazy I like went to I was looking at uh, getting a piece frame that's like a 12 by 12 Mm -hmm. uh, but it's fabric and it was like gonna be like $400 or something oh my god to frame a piece of fabric yeah yeah 
girl, can you just Amazon some? I know. <laughs> I guess it has to be specific for the... Mm-hmm. To not hurt the art. Yeah, I mean, I usually put pretty basic frames on things, but I my big problem is that, you know, it, I could solve a lot of my problems by making things, like, standard sizes, and I never do. I just, like, cut something out, and uh, then I'm like, this is the size that I'm making it. Yeah, so you have to get a <laughs> custom frame that's mm-hmm. not, like, a industry standard type yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. And that ups the cost. Yeah, because they all have to be... So if you frame something in fabric, do you need space in between the glass and the... Or do you just press it against I it? I wouldn't or? put glass over them. So it's like, it would just it's open. Them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. And most of them that I probably wouldn't scary, frame anyway, because I like kind of like part of the fun of fabric is like the drapiness of it. Yeah, the aesthetic and like part of the piece itself is the... Yeah. Is 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 how it looks. Yeah. As a full thing. Yeah. But that one I was thinking about getting framed because that was one of the ones that I made before I learned how to sew. So I'm a little nervous about it. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. The durability of it. Totally. With the hand stitching. Yeah. And your t-shirts are very reasonable. They're $20. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. I saw that and I was like, well, that's something I can afford. Yeah, right? yeah. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> How much is the underwear one going for again? <laughs> Unframed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so how did you get into collage? You said that you were getting into collage when you were... Because mm-hmm. you were originally... I was just... a painter. Um, that was what my undergrad degree was in. And then I was doing these paintings where I was making like little paper collages, and then I would just paint them huge. And I, what I kept do, finding was that I would have like this big painting in my studio of the collage, and I would look over at the little collage pin on the wall, and I was like, that, that's better. Like... Right. And so I was like, maybe that's so just the So the collage work. was like a study for your larger Yeah. Family. Interesting. Yeah. So you created something kind of still that you could just work off of. Mm-hmm. Kind of as like a, and then you were like, this stuff's actually really cool. Yeah. I think what it came down to is like in my practice, with one of the things that's really important to me is like the idea of play. Mm-hmm. And um, like with painting, there's like a certain level of you want to like to master it. And to me, like once I master something, I think it's boring. And I think it's a little too um, like... Like, I'm, like, showing... Technical. Yeah, it's, like, I'm showing something that, like, like my art, that my art would be worth something because I have this skill. That I don't know if that's where I want it to be. I was, like, conceptually for me, it's so much more interesting when I'm looking at work to see someone figuring something out. Mm-hmm. So I like to... Like, I think that's, like, part of it. It's, like, my... To me, the questions are always more interesting than the answers. So watching... Like, seeing a piece of art where someone's teaching themselves how to sew on the, like, piece. Yeah. So in collage, there's more process. Yeah, it's like I was just... uh, Or less process. It was just like I would just cut stuff out. But the process is more visible. Yes. Yeah, so you can see exactly what I did. And it's it's play. And it's like once I had it down, it's like, okay, and done. Next. You know? Totally. So was it like magazine clippings? Mm -hmm. Um, It was like, at that point, it was like a lot of porn and like (laughs) um, cut up like old ads from like Caribbean tourists. uh, Oh, yeah, totally. Caribbean tourists. Did you just have those lying around? I I got a lot of them just like from online and stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Caribbean tourism and porn Mm -hmm. mixed together. Yeah. Juxtaposed. Yeah. Yeah, like I liked like the carnival images where. Oh, yeah. Like, they're all, like... They're basically drag queens, you know? Sure. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. 
And then there was like, so they're um, like, uh, they're called Moko Jumbi. They're like stilt walkers in Carnival. Mm-hmm. And yeah. they, um, they're supposed to be like African gods that were really tall and stood above the, um, the villages to protect the people. Mm-hmm. And that like the myth is that when the slaves were taken, the, they walked across the Atlantic following the slaves and then now, like, once... To the, watch over them? Yeah. And then oh, once wow. the slaves were released in the Caribbean, that they were then... That this is, like, the celebratory thing. Kind of, they're, like, free. The people yeah. are, like, have... Yeah. And they so... They don't have to... Are they still watching over? They're still watching over. Yes. But, so, it was, like... I, was, I started getting really into that, like, that idea and putting, um, like, the Mokojumbis over these, like, pornographic images and... So having these, like, kind of, like, celebratory and protective things over queerness. Yeah. So how much of your, like, pieces are kind of, like, very... Like, when you're mixing play, how much deliberation goes into, I want it to say this, or this is kind of my... Or do you ever sometimes just throw things together and see what happens? It's it's more like I'll, um, I'll say, like, I want to say something, which I, I find kind of, like sometimes to be obnoxious like when I'm looking at art and it I feel like it's trying to teach me something I don't like that so what I'll do is I'll like I'll let myself make the thing that I want to make saying whatever I want to say and then I try to put in one thing to disrupt that so that it's like one counterpoint to myself so that the the artwork then has a problem in it that you can kind of either engage with or that lets the artwork flip back and forth and becomes a little unsure or unsteady totally yeah, I completely get that. It kind of removes it a step, too, from just, be, uh, like, a kind of very presentational, obvious thing. Yeah. And turns it into something kind of more... Yeah, like, the Hillary ones are, like, a celebration of her, and they're, they, like, I think they have a lot to do with diva worship, and this kind of, on one hand, that, but, uh, like, at the end of the day, I'm cutting into her face, and it is, like, a violence in that. Right, yeah, And yeah, the, yeah. I think they, a lot of those ones kind of sit in an uneasy place with that, too. When did you start um, using Hillary Clinton as a, as a inspiration or a figure in your, in your art? Was it after the election? It was after. I, like, um, I've always had, like, a Hillary Clinton thing. Like, when I was, like, a little kid, it was, like, an obsession with, like, First Lady Hillary Clinton. Totally. And then I've kind of gone through my life with her. As yeah, like, and you were super involved in the 2016, yeah, which we yeah. that word. Yeah, but, uh, we were together on election night. Oh um, my God, we were together on election night <laughs> yeah. at the Abbey. Yeah. Of all places. Yeah. What a... I, I went to a party thinking it was yeah. going to be a celebration. Yeah. And just, you know, continued to drink. Yes. Like, yeah, oh, I don't man. remember I don't anything remember after, like, the vomiting crying. You. I was like, <laughs> I've got to get out of here. Yes. <laughs> and, um, but so, like, after the election, I became even more interested in, like, kind of what her image would do. Because I was thinking about... I had a professor who say this to me that it was like, the problem with the election wasn't what Fox News was saying. It was that MSNBC, the day after the election, had changed nothing about their whole coverage. The aesthetic was the same. The desk was in the same place. Like, the, all these, like, politics that are embedded into it, nothing was disrupted. Mm-hmm. And so I was thinking about, like, the way Hillary's image was used over and over and, like, continues to be used and how that will change. And, um... So think about like her as a tragic figure, mm-hmm. and also that there is something utopian always about for me about like whoever lost. Like I always had a, I wasn't even born for the um, Mondale uh, 
Ferraro campaign. Was that yeah, eighty four. Yeah, yeah, and I always like would read about it and was like obsessed with like what would have happened if they had won, even though like it was like. So yes, there's something that it's like absolutely. once 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 it's cut off and it's like finally like no, there this is not happening. Like there's like a utopian space that opens up where it's like that all that is ever going to be is the potential. Yeah, the what if starts to be. Well, I mean, bigger. Geraldine Ferraro is an interesting yeah. figure. Yeah. More so, I think you know the Mondale. I mean, Mondale yeah. had been vice president. Yeah. And, you know, but like the first potential woman vice president, mm-hmm. you know, who had been, you know, congresswoman and then ran and then, you know, she's dead now. But mm-hmm. like there, you know, there was nowhere for her to go. Yeah. You know, was it a big, was, was there a lot of huff and puff about it? I'm assuming that. I mean, yeah, it was, yeah, it was a, you know, it was a a big deal in the media and, and, uh, you know, I think a lot of women, you know, were, you know, rallied to that, uh, ticket, you know, because, but because of her and, and a lot of hopes were, were tied to her. Yeah. But, um, you know, Reagan was so popular Right. And, you know, he, you know, he, he crushed, you know, Mondale. And it was really Mondale's shortcomings or just Reagan's popularity. Reagan at was at the height of his popularity and Mondale was like the past. Mondale had, you know, yeah. had been, had lost to Reagan as the vice presidential candidate, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. in, um, in 1980. You know, so people had already rejected Mondale once. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, so it was like, was he the person that was gonna like, you know, embody like change and and rally, you know, young people? Gosh, like, that sounds just like. Now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. I mean, people had rejected Hillary Clinton plenty of times as well, mm-hmm. and she was chosen. You know, and it was like this is the past. This is something that already has happened in a way. But but I think with Hillary Clinton, it's, it's way more specific. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, we have Russia. Basically, Russia engineered it, yeah. as we now know. You know, mm-hmm. ridiculousness. Yeah, but I think that she, that does make her a very poignant and um, really interesting, you know, um, art uh, focus. Yeah. Well, I had a... Po- yeah. Post-election. I, I kind of figured that it was post-election. Yeah, I had a student where someone told me, that was like, I don't know if these works are going to age well. And then they sat for a while and they were like, I think they're actually going to be better works in the future, you know. And so it's like the longer, that, the further we get from the election, I kind of keep sitting and harping on this image. But also, like, mm-hmm. I think people also... I'm not the only one who keeps going back to her, you know? Yeah. And of course, it's not the only thing that you do. It's like yes. a series yes. of things that yeah. you're doing, but you also... To interesting like gay domestic scenes, yeah. or yeah. you know, or just other 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 things. And there was, I think, there like usually when I show the Hillary collages like those, I um, show them in conjunction with the series I did of um, collaging together first ladies, which I always kept Hillary yes, separate yes, from. Yes, 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 yes. Totally. Yeah, and that's more like um, it was like so related, but that um, that I was thinking, I always think about the first lady as this kind of weird hyper gendered um totally. like only aesthetic yeah. position oh, I mean I think fix I, the White House <laughs> yeah. do new drapes it's so yeah. weird yeah. right it's uh-huh. a symbolic you know um 
ceremonial yeah. job. Yeah. You know, and that, so I which love, Hillary Clinton really changed and yeah. took that and made something out of but it. But I like love these images of first ladies, like the official portraits that they do, that they're all these like it's like so staged whatever and then you like cut them up and you, I can I found like I can cut them up and just rearrange them and they become monsters in one way but the, the you can kind of they kind of retain the like glamorization yeah, you, kind of, you, you take the face out yeah I, I, I saw one of those yeah it, it was like there was like a, a skull under it or so, not a skull but some, you did something with half of of this woman's mm-hmm. face that was part of that yeah um, yeah I'm always, yeah, they, they kind of, they stay, like, no matter how, like, grotesque they can get, that they stay still glamorous in one way, you know, that it's still idealized poses, and that you can get so much from just that. So do you do, like, one one particular image at a time? Is it, like, you know, a Nancy Reagan thing? No, or? for the First Lady ones, it's, uh, the Hillary ones are, it's just that image, and I'm cutting into it and filling it with with pansies. Right. And then... Why would, yeah, I was going to ask, was there, what's the significance of the floral? It's always pansies? It's always pansies. It was, like, it started out as, like, kind of a joke of, like, the, the, like, gay thing of, like, calling someone a pansy. Right, right, right. Um, and I was thinking about, like, Hillary Clinton, like as a fag like yeah yeah, and like filling her with pansies and but they're also like they're also decorative in this one way and then but then they and they're really pretty yeah and they're pretty and that's kind of like a dirty word in the art world to make something that's just pretty Mm -hmm. but then they also like the actual flower is like um it's like indestructible like you can like the the flower is really weak but the plant like can be grows like, like a weed. Grows like, like a weed. It can, yeah, anywhere. So oh, wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, and so that's had, seemed to have something to do with queerness and with diva and with all these kind of different. I I was looking at one of the Hillary images and it was so interesting how you can take, you take kind of the form of like the features, like the shoulders mm-hmm. and the neck and whatever. And you put almost entirely flowers. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. just left like her eyeball. Or something. <laughs> yeah. and it was still so obviously Hillary Clinton. I thought it was yeah. so interesting. How- I keep cutting. That's the, yeah. like I um because that was like a thing I had to I it would take like two pretty things and put them together and be like I'm done. And then it was like just showing you two nice things. And so in order to like make it ask a question, I felt like I had to just cut a little more than I felt the image could handle. Mm, mm-hmm. And so I just keep doing it. And take that one extra step. Yeah. When you do, a, like, another First Lady, if you have a First Lady series, mm-hmm. what, I, what I was wondering, because I, I think I saw a couple of those images, but is it always, like, do you put more than one First Lady yeah. in it? Yeah. Oh, it's okay. it's usually, like, multiple. So it's, like, the, like, Nancy Reagan with, like, Melania Trump's hair and Michelle Obama's eyes or something. Uh, oh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Is and is think- it all from the... It's all pictures and collages from from like the official women. portraits. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. interesting. Mm-hmm. So it's not like Serena Williams' eyeball. No, no, it's always like. Other <laughs> <portraits>. Yeah. <laughs> that's really cool. I yeah okay. I didn't quite notice that, but that's cool. Yeah, but I like the. It's not always like super identifiable. You know, like some of them you can tell. It's like okay, this is Rosalind Carter, and he did stuff to her. Mm-hmm. But I don't need people to know necessarily, like, oh, it's Rosalind Carter and Laura Bush and whoever. Right. 
Francis Cleveland. Like, <laughs> totally, oh, you go, yeah. So I go way back. You go, yeah. you go back to yeah. Michael Washington. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. Uh-huh. All right, I have to take a look at this. Pretty ones. much, like, I think my work is always just related to, like, whatever I'm reading at the time. <laughs> like, I get really influenced by that, so, like... For sure, you work about yeah. what you know. Yeah, so, like, that, at that point, I was reading, like, any First Lady biography I could find, and mm. also, like books for kids about like fun facts about first ladies it's like i wanted all of it to kind of soak in there yeah totally (laughs) do you tend to do a lot of research or does the interest come first and then you kind of i'll do like research and i like i i let myself wander so i'll like like right now it's like i was like i want to do work about female pirates and I, like, did a bunch of research about women who were pirates, mm-hmm. and, like, none of that made it into the work, but I did all the research. <laughs> like, so, sure. yeah, so that kind of led, kind of led me, led me, led me into, to, um, I then read uh, a book called Men, Women, and Chainsaws mm-hmm. by Carol J. Clover that's, like, about gender and slasher movies. Mm-hmm. And then, so, like, that ended up getting way more put into the work than the, um any of the female pirate, the pirate stuff, stuff. Yeah. but you didn't get to that without going through pirates. yeah yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> so like women that were in like texas chainsaw massacre or, yeah okay. yeah um and so did they talk about how kind of females are represented in slasher flicks and stuff yeah so it's um it's like a book that i had seen referenced a bunch of times and like never actually read and so i finally read it and um but it's originally the term final girl, which like the woman <laughs> who like makes it to the end of the movie. Yes. Right. And I had done, so I like was so mad when I read this like book. Like Jamie Lee Curtis. Yes. Yeah. Um, or like Nev Campbell and Scream. But yeah, exactly. um, like I had done all this like research about gothic horror for my thesis. And I like wish I'd read this book before I had done my thesis because I like talked so much about like gothic horror monsters and monstrous bodies and how that related like Mary Frankenstein, Mary Shelley. Yes, Frankenstein. yes, and like I do don't think those related to the um, the First Lady series, but I wish I had read Men, Women, and Chainsaws because I think a lot of like my interest in like slasher films might get into the Hillary collages that like Hillary as Final Girl is also an element there. Ooh. So Hillary is ongoing. Yeah, you, you're Hillary still... is forever. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people don't feel that way. A lot of yeah. people are like, enough. Yeah. Please go away forever. But I think that, yeah, and Hillary I think that's also it. part of, um, but as of an, the diva. Like, yeah. the, the, like historically, like the, the divas are the women that, like, everyone else leaves. But and as then, an like, image a few gay men are just like, no, still keep going. Yeah, yeah. as an <laughs> image and art, I think it's powerful to, like, to have a series... On someone who a lot of people, even people that were ardent supporters, are just feel like, you know, yes. please go away. Yeah. Because that just informs your, you know, and you're deconstructing her. Yeah. And she will always be a, you know, what she did was hugely significant mm-hmm. and will be, you know, and that, and that election, which is not long ago mm-hmm. now, will be, you know reverberates for a very long time. I mean, look yeah. what has happened. Oh my yeah. God. It, it, look it's, what has wrought. We have this idiot. The drop that really started the... Who is so destroying the country and destroying our image. And it's just, it's so horrifying. And I can't and take it. People are just, fire this, fire that, you're fired. I'm not a surprise yeah. considering <laughs> his uh, tagline for yeah. the show is you're fired. I'm not surprised that, it's just by secretaries, by and he fires them by tweet. Yeah, he doesn't even tell them. But it's so. Um, I think it's so like important, like for me that it's like 
it's like I'm working with Hillary's image, but I'm not. It's not Hillary. It's like images of her. Like because I think that's one thing we haven't we haven't like slowed down since the election to say like like it's not just like okay like we know that like Breitbart and all these things and Russian bots or other spreading fake information, mm-hmm. but no one's like thought about like how can we teach like a visual literacy to like people that's like slow down, look at what you're seeing and interpret like what, what is, what am I actually seeing? Not what is the headline with the image for real. Well, and you know, no one is doing more to keep Hillary's image and symbol alive than Trump. Yeah. Yeah. Continues to demonize Mm -hmm. her, continues to, you know, insist that his justice department investigate her and, you know, and where, where some people say like, you know, you would think that Hillary Clinton would be an avid Fox News watcher <laughs> because it's the only place where she won the election. Yeah, because they, <laughs> you know, yeah. because yeah. They, they they still are like railing against Hillary Clinton and the injustices of you know of her campaign and and you know the, the Republicans will say that you know it was in fact she and the Democrats that colluded with <laughs> yeah. Russians. They so did a get, horrible job. To get true, to get Trump <laughs> yeah. elected, yeah. really. I, I, I just think, don't get how that I think works. once everything sifts out, many, many, many years from now, you know, Trump will create his own legacy, mm-hmm. which will be something, and Hillary's legacy will can will also evolve and shift mm-hmm. into what it is, based off of I think a lot how Trump's presidency goes, which mm-hmm. we are seeing right now. It's oh, great. yeah. Well, it's like I mean, Al Gore, too. You know, like... Yes, the, the yes. Be, I think, there'll, you know, there'll be a historical consensus about yeah. Trump. Yeah. You know, and with that, without the heat of the moment and his partisans and everything like that, I mean, it's... I think it's not difficult to objectively, you know, look at, you know, at what he's done and what he says and what he mm-hmm. says about, you know protests and you know equating clan members with you know with black rights he's all of the bad things he's all of the bad things he is it's so awful I I don't think history's going to be kind to Donald Trump I'm not going to do anything to help (laughs) (laughs) I'll tell you that much yeah so are you still politically active Mm -hmm. yeah I mean I um I consider like the my art practice to be political, but then sure. also, um, I think like the main political action I I feel myself doing is like working with kids to try to like, uh, I just think visual like visual literacy right now is so important that like that's one thing that like the visual arts education can really teach. Mm-hmm. So it is a lot it is that. really important because we're we're being just bombarded by sound bites and. Just yeah, really small bites of information that are really not, you know, full thought out ideas. Like you said, we just read a headline and then come to all of these conclusions without sitting there for a second going, wait. It's so interesting to be in an art museum and to watch, um, if you watch the way that people engage with the work, that there's like a wall didactic that like supposedly explains the work. Mm-hmm. And you can watch the people walk right past whatever artwork they're seeing read the text and then look at the work. So it's like you want the explanation before you're engaging with it, before you've formed any thought of your own. I definitely <laughs> plead guilty. Oh, that, and I, I, mean, I talk about this all the time. And guess what I do? I walk straight to that wall text. 
Yeah, because like, I just, like I mean, I just feel like it will tell me yeah. something yes. about yeah. And then I'm half the time I, like, look at it, though, and then I, like, look at the artwork, and I'm like, I would have never gotten there with those materials in that way. It's like, I, like, like, I sh- you've just shut down half the viewer's like right there by telling them what well there what is something seeing. yeah right. I mean there's something different about like walking into a gallery show mm-hmm. which doesn't really have that and then you yeah. you kind of gravitate to like what speaks to you yeah. you might go straight to this room or straight to that painting or straight to whatever that piece because that is pulling you towards it and you're not reading, you know, then maybe later, yeah. maybe there's like a catalog or maybe yeah. there's something, then you get, mm-hmm. I mean, I, that's very fair, but of mm-hmm. course every... It's so tempting. Yeah. We're like, yeah. we're predisposed to, once you see the language, you want to go right it. there. Yeah, yeah. And language first. I, like, honestly, I don't think those texts are that good most of the time, but... Sure. And you can see it like with kids, like... Like, I'll show them an artwork yeah. and they want to know, like, right, they'll be, what does this mean? And I'll, like, you have to, like, slow them down to, like, well, like, let's go through, what do you see? What do you think about what you see? Like, mm-hmm. let's go through that to get there. Right. And I think that's, like, directly related to, like, how we consume news, how we consume all these other things. Is like, I, like, you know, I you can feel yourself doing it, like, looking through social media. It's like, what articles do I agree with? What, what am I seeing that yeah. reinforces... But I mean, yeah, you know, like, like me. but let, let's say you're like in the Georgia O'Keeffe Museum mm-hmm. or something like that. And like, and the little text on the wall says like, you know, these, this work was made, you know, once she moved to Abiquiu, mm-hmm. you know, and basically that's it. You yeah. Know? And so, th- yeah. so, okay. You know, rather than, you know, this is her work when she was living, you know, with Stieglitz in New York. Yeah. You know, or yeah. just that amount of context is helpful yeah no totally I would like for like for my (laughs) works like my ideal is like I want them to be like on the wall and they'll have the title for each work and then whatever I was reading and that's it a lot of times a lot of times there is just a title yeah sometimes sometimes they're very bare yeah I find myself I think sometimes a work is just so striking and there's so many elements to it that you can just look at it especially with mixed media which I love looking at and then sometimes you get into that minimalist section and you're like okay it's a line Mm -hmm. what is going on here show me that little thing tell me about this I don't know what this is yeah well, and I think that everyone's reaction to whatever the art is is valid. Mm-hmm. You know, like you you totally. might see something and just be like, that does that doesn't really do anything. For yeah, me. like you can get yeah, like you can get it totally get to like you know like I can not handle sitting in a minimalist show that much. Like I like you know, and I've read so much about it, and I like mm-hmm. I understand, and it's like, but at the end of the day, do I want to look at this cube? Like no, no, I don't. <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> oh. totally. And then, yeah. <laughs> well, there we go. Um, thank you so much for coming on our podcast. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. For real. I think your work is really fascinating, and I'm thank glad you. to have learned a little bit more about it. Um, I look forward to like seeing a show, yeah. and because right now I've only seen like little images yeah. on the computer of your art, um, and I definitely want to buy a T-shirt. Great. Um, I will do. <laughs> But uh, but thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Um, yeah. How can people find you again? Just so, one more time. Yeah. If you could follow me on Instagram, it's at Austin Shambles, A-U-S-T-Y-N-S-H-A-M-B-L-E-S. And where are your t-shirts sold? Is that a... Public. 
Um, and the link is actually in my Instagram bio. Okay, perfect. Um, thank you so much for coming on our show. Um, if you liked the podcast, feel free to share it with your friends, like, subscribe. Follow us. Follow us. Give us a rating on the Apple Podcast app. Uh, five stars. Otherwise, don't bother. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you so much for listening. Check out other episodes and join us next week. Yep. See ya. Thank you. Bye.